0: Now we're back with episode two. I hope I didn't keep y'all waiting too long. But this time, I brought somebody with me. This girl, this this woman now. But we were girls when we first met. We met at church. Young, young. If you from Lake Charles and you know about Youth Week, we used to set Youth Week off. I don't want to hear about nothing. We set Youth Week off. If you know... You know, but my special guest today is Ms. Brianna Williams. Yeah. <laughs> so, I brought Bree on because we wanted to talk about a few things. But before we start, Bree, we got we gotta tell them about the the spa experience, Bree. <laughs> yeah.
1: So So we celebrated Courtney's birthday on last week. So if y'all didn't tell her happy birthday, go ahead and give her a shout out. Better late than never. <laughs> So we went to a spa, y'all.
0: Ooh, and I don't like not be graphic, but yeah, we saw a lot at the spa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we walked in there. First of all, we walked in there. We wasn't expecting anything. We went in. They was like, "Okay, before you go anywhere, you gotta take your shoes off." We like, "Okay, that's fancy." They don't want us to mess up their floors. So we go in the <laughs> we go in the locker room. Ciao. <laughs> what the people walking around there, booty bones, <laughs> booty yeah, free, <laughs> not, not a care in the world. Booty bone naked. You hear me? I mean, just walking around, talking to each other like they was fully clothed. And I mean, I get it. I get everybody comfortable with they said. But these people, child, I mean, fully, <laughs> fully woofed. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> fully whooped and so we go me and brie had a scheduled massage so we go in there and my mind you my nanny scheduled all this so we don't know what we gonna get we go in the room child we must be scheduled for deep tissue massages them people had us bent up folded up like some pretzels. mind yeah. you we booty ball naked i <laughs>
1: Well
0: you was I wasn't. They let me keep my pants on. The, well my, my mama Sue said, Look, drop it all. Take the take everything off, even your glasses. I'm like, Dang, I'm butt naked and you're taking my sight too I, I ain't had nothing in there. It got real. They took everything. <laughs> lay on the table. We lay flat. y'all.
1: That little lady was hopping on that table like she was spider man and stuff. <laughs> keep in mind this was my first massage so I I never had a massage before so I didn't know what to expect
0: exactly me too and I I didn't expect that like (laughs) that was the last thing I was expecting to be folded up my lady she kept on telling me she kept on telling "Ooh, you you have beautiful body I'm like ma'am I know I ain't signed up for no happy ending. Like what what you on? <laughs> oh my God. But in the end, you know, we felt I know I felt like I had done grew three three inches taller. She did just stretch me. <laughs> All those knots
1: and stuff were going it did hurt, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. It, very uncomfortable, but the end result,
0: it was worth it. It was. It was. It it did make you tired. Like I did feel drained at the end, but it was it was worth it for sure. But she that's had this word.
1: That's a word.
0: Huh?
1: I said it's a word right there.
0: What it is.
1: Going through things that's uncomfortable. Ooh. Like, Ooh. It? Ooh. You got it? I got it. I got it. (laughs) They ain't
0: ready, though. They ain't ready for that real. I done told them we going to talk about nothing but the real 100% on this podcast. There's no sugar coating. We ain't trying to make nobody feel comfortable. That's a word. That's a word for sure. But I do want to talk about, now, a lot of people... I know y'all see on social media a lot of people talking about the government making decisions on women's bodies and women's rights and <clears throat> i wanted to go over a few things just just to let y'all know my thought process on it and if brie want to share hers she'll share hers too but my process on it is i i don't agree i i don't agree i'm I mean, I'm not condoning irresponsibility, like just going, do your thing, and then you know, oh, if I slip up, I can always go, you know, get do my thing, get that aborted, you know, get that out the way. I don't condone that because you still have to be responsible with your bodies. But <clears throat> I'm more concerned with the women who... Or you know would not be able to or have complications getting medical help if needed like needed for miscarriages or other life-threatening situations due to pregnancy so that's that's really my concern because I'm just like dang how you just gonna leave these people high and dry and I see a lot of people talking about just be responsible like y'all need to know what y'all doing and this this and that but i don't i don't like that because it's like what if you're one of the women that was excited you know to bring in a child Mm -hmm. but you was faced with complications so it's just like i don't agree with that and then i think about as christians do we have a choice did god give us a choice like God gave us a choice, and He gave us a choice and discernment, right? Right. So, like, who are they to say, "Oh, you don't have no choice"? Like, mm-hmm. you you don't get that. Like, what? So that's my. That's just me. But what you what you think, Bree?
1: I feel the same. I I, I don't agree with the law that was overturned for many reasons. For one, I feel like. Just to be real, everybody should just mind their business. I don't feel like anyone should have a say-so mm-hmm. on anyone else's life. Mm-hmm. And there's so many scenarios that women are being affected because you have to think about the women who are raped. Yes. Or women who did not want pregnancy or didn't want a child. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the women who, you know, I don't even know what it's called. I'm not a medical professional, but the tests that they do where you can find out if your child has Down syndrome or right. Uh, you completely took away women's rights to make that decision for themselves.
0: Right, right. So I
1: don't think it's fair. And for me, the scary part really isn't the abortion, but it's what else this is going to lead to.
0: Exactly. And that's what I was thinking too, It's just like, this may be the beginning. They trying to see, oh, we can get away with this. Then, <clears throat> shoot, we can we can tell them, they we can only have certain religions. We can only serve certain God. Like now, when they get to that, then people gonna want to talk. Yeah. Then, then, then it's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Now, now we got an issue. But that's why that's another concern I had too, Bree, because this may be the beginning of them controlling, you know, what people do or how people do things. So I I totally agree with that. I totally agree. But like I said, people got different opinions. I've seen all kind of stuff on social media. And on here, like I keep on saying, I'm going to say, you know, how I feel. And if you disagree, that's all cool, too. We can have that conversation. I invite you on the podcast. You know what I mean? It's nothing like... My my say whatever I feel is the only way. No, I'm just saying you know this is how I feel about the situation. So, you know if y'all out there and y'all don't agree, I I, I get you. I hear you. If you want to discuss it, let's talk about it. But that's our views on that. But Bree, I did want to let you since we're talking about you know the rights in women's bodies and our decisions. I did want to open the floor to you, if you know, to whatever degree you want to discuss your personal experience with that type of issue, like with your decision and your experience with DNC and all that. So I'm open the floor to you if you want to share, however much you want to share. That's all. That's all I'm asking. So I just
1: hopped straight into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found out I was pregnant. And August, late August, September of last year, mm-hmm. so many emotions rushed through my body. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I cried. Mm-hmm. My first emotion was like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Like, that was my reaction. Like, my life is over. Mm-hmm. It's how I felt because in my mind, I had my life planned out. I wanted to be married. I wanted to be, you know, established in my career. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a nice home. I wanted to be able to bring my child in a world where they wouldn't have to struggle or wouldn't have to go without in other ways. You know, so as time passed by, I kind of started getting excited. The whole thought of being a parent started to stick with me. So, of course, I started telling my friends, and I think the hardest part was telling my mom. Yeah, I told my mom. It was like, is this one of those Facebook pranks? Like, she did not take me serious. <laughs> she didn't take me serious. But, um, yeah, I got excited. Y'all started making appointments. So, here in Houston, I'm not sure about everywhere else. I'm sure it's the same. But you have to be, like, so far alone before you go to your first appointment. And to me, it was crazy. I was like, I want to see my baby. Like, I want to hear my baby heartbeat. I want to do all of this stuff. So, I made an appointment to go basically, to see how far along I really was, so I made this appointment, Courtney drove down, mm-hmm. to Um, so the first appointment, they told me that I probably was too early, they couldn't detect the heartbeat, they really could only see, like, the, the sack, basically, and they actually saw two sacks, so in my mind, I'm like, Lord, I got myself to the (laughs) point where I'm okay with the baby and now they're telling me it might be two like (laughs) I ain't signed up for all this I really didn't Mm -hmm. but um so I waited my you know a few weeks I think they told me like three weeks to come back and I would be able to hear my baby's heartbeat so within that time frame I knew or I thought I knew how far along I was so I went to get the little you know DNA test because I wanted to see or maybe it's not called DNA Not really sure, but I got the blood test to find out the sex of my baby, because I wanted to know, couldn't wait. And as I'm waiting on the results to come back, I had my second appointment at the ultrasound clinic to hear my baby's heartbeat, because like I said, they told me to come back in three weeks. Mm -hmm. So we went back, Courtney drove down again, shout out to Courtney. Whenever they did the ultrasound, they basically told me the same thing, like you're too early, come back in three weeks. So I was like, y'all told me last time to come back in three weeks and mm-hmm. y'all would be able to hear the baby's heartbeat. Right. And there's still no heartbeat. I'm not understanding. Keep in mind, at this time, I'm still having symptoms. I'm nauseated all the time. I'm sore in certain places. Women who are listening, you know what I mean.
0: Exactly. I
1: was having all these pregnancy symptoms. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you know, everything's normal. So I finally get an appointment with my gynecologist mm-hmm. to actually you know, really see what's up, and they did an ultrasound, and when they did it, there was still no heartbeat, they Mm didn't tell me that there was no heartbeat in the room whenever they did the ultrasound, they did the ultrasound and then told me the doctor had to speak to me in her office, Mm -hmm. so when they told me that, I kind of already knew what was up, you know, couldn't find the heartbeat twice, and the doctor wants to talk to me, So I started to prepare myself, and my partner, he was like, you know, stop thinking negative. <laughs> he, he stayed positive till the, you know, till the end, honestly. But I went in the office, and she basically told me that there's no heartbeat. And, you know, things like this, sometimes in pregnancy, you can go a week without a heartbeat in the beginning. And mm-hmm. then the next week, you come, and the heartbeat is full, and you can see the baby and stuff. Mm-hmm. But being that I was still early... It was just kind of like, she didn't know. So whenever the ultrasound from the gynecologist actually came back, it came back that basically in the sack, it was just debris. So the baby had stopped developing for whatever reason. And basically I just had a sack at this point. So I had to make a decision whether I was just going to let it pass, which basically, you know, I would go through the whole process, passing the effect, or to have a procedure. Now, keep in mind, I do live in Texas. So, at the time, they had put a halt on all procedures. It was called the heartbeat law or something. If you had a fetal heartbeat, you were unable to have any kind of procedure to basically remove your child, which they consider abortion. Mm-hmm. So, I chose to have the procedure. There was no heartbeat. I knew that going into it, if I would have went to the procedure and they did an ultrasound and there was a heartbeat, I wouldn't have been able to go through with it. Mm -hmm. But me within myself, I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait to see if something would pass. I didn't want to have those pregnancy symptoms anymore, knowing that there was nothing there. Because to me, it just prolonged the, the process of me realizing that something that I finally got excited about, something that I was excited about calling my own. Is gone.
0: Right.
1: So, like I said, I went ahead and made the choice to have the procedure. I was here by myself. And it was like a spur-of-the-moment decision. So, I'm calling, like, my friends that live here trying to see who can bring me there because I couldn't drive afterwards. It's a whole, you know, outpatient procedure. Long story short, I had the procedure done. There were women at the facility, actually, who were looking to have procedures to abort their children and they couldn't because of the heartbeat law and to mm-hmm. see the looks on some of their faces even though i had got to a point that i wanted a child to see the looks on people's faces knowing that they couldn't go through with their procedure because of a law a man-made law like that was really heartbreaking mm-hmm. i didn't know any of their situations nor do i care to know but for whatever reason they still that aborting their child was the you know the right thing to do Mm -hmm. but anyways I'll go back to me (laughs) had the procedure and you know it took me a few days to heal from it to get back to normal but whenever I finally did get back or shake off from the medication however you want to word it I got to a point where I was almost thankful you know that I was able to go through that process so smoothly because y'all I cannot imagine having to go through that, having to be in a place where I have to pass something that's not living, something that right. I was over to. Right. And it's a harsh reality for a lot of women. Like, miscarriage is so common. People don't talk about it, but it is.
0: Right. It, now, Bree, with you going through all of this, did you feel like people were there for you the way you needed them to be and if they weren't how would you have wanted them to be there for you
1: so after my procedure I did feel like my friends were there for me mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I don't really feel like or I don't really like attention mm-hmm. or feeling like a victim basically right. like I didn't really want to feel sorry for me right helped me whenever my friends and you know the people around me didn't talk about it mm-hmm. you know when they called me to check on me we talked about other things that helped me the most during that time but just knowing that they were there
0: right,
1: right. so sometimes whenever people are grieving or going through things just your presence alone is enough
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, you don't have to talk about it sometimes you know mm-hmm. you don't have to bring up what's going on but knowing that I have you here with me knowing that you're in my corner mm-hmm. you know that's what means the most at least to me Right. I can't speak for everyone but I know that it was a strength to me knowing that people around were around me and like I said I would not change how you guys comforted me how you know I wouldn't change it right. you guys respected my space like you know we talked about it when it happened and after that it was like okay we are gonna move
0: on right i ain't gonna lie because when it happened i'm like oh lord i don't know what to say and i ain't want to <laughs> be like you know it's gonna be okay because that's the last sometimes that's the last thing people be wanting to hear it's gonna be okay because yeah. in that moment it's like i'm not you know, I'm not good. I, I don't want to hear it's going to be okay. Like, right now, I'm just, I'm going through it. Like, so I just, like you said, I just want somebody to be here. I want somebody to, you know, be around just to know that you're here if I need you. But we're not really going to keep on picking at the wound, picking at the wound by talking about it. So that's why, like, as a friend, on the friend side of things, I was like, oh, Lord, what do I say? Like, what do I do? Do I need to go, you know, over there? Or do I give her space? Or do we talk about it? Or do we just leave it alone? But it's just like, I'm not sure, you know, how you're feeling now. But it's just like, I'm glad that you, you've kind of gotten through it. On the outside looking in, you know, it it looks like, you know, you're doing better with it. But like I said, on the friend side, I was like... Lord! I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And then I don't want to say something that make it worse. So that's just like on on the friend side, if you know somebody going through it, just, you know, take the advice from Bree, you know, sometimes they just want you to be there, you don't have to keep on bringing it up, you know, well, how do you feel? Or does this hurt? Or does this, this and this? Just, just be there. Just, just be there. (laughs) But now another, another question, Bree, did you like, did you feel, I know we know, we know God is always with us, but in that moment, did you feel like, Lord, like if he, that God left you, like it was like a why me situation?
1: I'm going to be honest. I never felt like God left me, but what I did feel is God, why does everything happen to me?
0: Yeah,
1: why? Like everything, y'all. Y'all, those that don't know me personally, I have been through a lot. Like a few years ago, I had a failed engagement. Right. I went through a major church hurt, and then I'm like, now I'm going through a miscarriage. My exactly. God, like, I, I, I thought I overcame everything. Right? You know, I, I passed all the tests you sent for me, and now you. You build me up to knock me down. Right,
0: yeah, like a wild so, meet Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it put me in a place where
1: like I, I know you here with me, God, but like what but else you dang, want?
0: Dang, what's up? Like <laughs> yeah. what's up? What
1: else you want me to do?
0: But it's like, just like, do you like it could be something like. He needed you to be, you know, go through that and go through the things you've been on so you can get on this platform and really speak for other people that's going through it and have no idea how to feel or how to get through it or how to explain to people what they feel. You know, it could, it could be something like just being a voice for other people, you know, and, and really relating to other people and people may be able to come talk to you. And be like, Bree, I heard I heard you on the podcast. Like, you went through this. I'm going through it right now. Can you, you know, give me a little guidance? It could be anything like that. So, you just never know. He be, he be working. And, and then when you finally realize what he's doing, you like, dang. You something else. <laughs> you something else for sure. Now, I think you kind of touched on how you got through it. But give me like a a day to day, like what did you do to keep yourself motivated, like to get out the bed, to to talk to people, like to you know, how did you get through it and are there still things that you working through and does it still affect your everyday life?
1: So how I got through it, I would not advise anybody
0: to do what I did. No, just keep it real. After, just keep it real. Yeah,
1: after it happened, I did not stop. So I had my procedure on a Wednesday maybe and that Friday I went see Tabitha Brown like I did not stop my life I kept going because I knew if I stopped I would have to face reality and Mm -hmm. I was not ready for that Mm -hmm. so I kept myself busy y'all like I think I might have slowed down that following week I ended up having to go back to work and I think that's when reality hit me Mm-hmm. I was working from home at the time and I started my work day and I just broke down and I called my um, supervisor basically and I told her what was going on and they did let me off a few more days and they also advised me to start going to see a therapist mm-hmm. which me tremendously like, I went to grief therapy and I was able to really feel those emotions because I'm the type of person, y'all, I avoid things out. Mm-hmm. If I'm hurt by something, I will keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I'm sun- sun down. So I won't have to face my issues. But therapy definitely helped me. And I will say this. If you are a black woman, if you are a black man listening to this, therapy
0: y'all let's normalize going to counseling and therapy let's normalize it like it's nothing wrong it's not saying that something's wrong you know well something is wrong that you need to work it through but it's not saying that you're weak if you go to counseling or saying that you're weird if you go to like it come let's normalize it i need to go myself (laughs) it's life-changing
1: it is because it gives you ways and it gives you knowledge on how to work through issues that you go through in life.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bree, do you have any, like, tips? Oh, wait. Before we go to that, we got to talk about, like, how are there still things you're working through and does it still affect your everyday life?
1: Yes. So babies sometimes trigger me. Children trigger me, actually.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's very hard for me to be around children for a long period of time. Right. Right love them don't get me wrong I I love I adore children but since this happened and a lot of times I have to be real with myself and know what limits are you know what area is a boundary for me Mm -hmm. you know I can't go to everything anymore I can't have anybody just at my house anymore because certain things are triggering
0: right
1: it triggers me sometimes to see a mother with her child you know nurturing her child Mm -hmm. um and it's it's something that I'm getting over. I don't envy it. I love it, but it just reminds me of something that I could have had. Right. You know,
0: yeah. And yeah. it
1: also brings to my mind, which is something that I was working on in therapy. It's natural to feel like, man, well, what if I try to conceive again and the same thing happens, or what if mm-hmm. I can't carry a baby? Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are going through my head whenever I see or I'm around babies. Right. And it is it's depression, and it is something that I'm working on. But definitely therapy helped me go through it. And, yeah, it's just triggering to see kids. But other than that, I'm
0: fine. Right. I'm fine. Right, and then that's the thing. Like a lot of people, you want to just you know when you go through traumatic things like that, they just feel like oh, with a snap of a finger, I'm I'm straight. Like I, don't, I don't, I'm good. I don't need no help. But it's just like sometimes you gotta go through your process. Like everybody got to go through your, through their process, their healing process, their you know relearning yourself process. Like you have to go through the process. You can't skip it. You, you can't. Like, if you cooking food and you got raw meat, you can't just skip the process and start eating. You got to cook it. You yeah. got to go through your process. So what's some what's some tips that you can give, you know, somebody that may be listening to this, if they've, they've gone through it or they're going through it currently, or, you know, what's some tips that you can give them that give somebody that's going through the same? So
1: my first tip would be, Don't ever feel like God has forgotten about you or that this is a punishment that you're going through. Don't ever feel that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I know a lot of times when we're going through things, it's hard for us to think that way or to see that God still has our best interest at heart, but he does. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He does. So keep your eyes on him. If you are someone going through this situation or have been in this situation, trust God You know, I still don't know what my end is going to be. I still don't know my purpose in this, but I'm trusting him. I laid out the desires of my heart to him, and I'm trusting that whenever his timing is right, I'll have a child, I'll have a family. So that was my my second tip, is be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. So don't rush your healing. Like, healing does not have a time frame. Yes. So don't rush it. You know, allow yourself to feel those emotions. Allow yourself to, to go through everything. Everything yeah. is not going to be pretty.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I had some days where I just flat out just hated, like, hated people, hated things. But I was angry, and it was a part of my grieving process. I allowed myself to feel those things. At the end of the day, I prayed. I repented. God, you know, that's not my heart. Right. But in that moment is how that's how I felt. So be gentle with yourself. Be real. Be authentic. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like you can talk to somebody, talk to God. Like Courtney mentioned in the first episode, get you a journal. Yeah. Write down. Like pour your heart out. Don't keep it in. But those will be my tips. And just take care of yourself if you're going through this. Mm-hmm. Or. If you know somebody going through this, share these tips with them. Right. Pray for them. if you are a friend. If maybe you didn't go through this, but you know somebody who did, pray for them.
0: Yes, absolutely. You
1: know, be a listening ear. You don't have to call them and say, Oh, I'm sorry what you're going through. Right. You do that. Listen to them talk, take them to lunch. My therapist actually said I got to a point where my house, y'all, was filthy. I had clothes everywhere. And she said, you know what? Invite your friends over and have a cleaning party. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Y'all have some, you know, some wine, have some drinks, have, you know, snacks. You don't have to talk about your loss.
0: Right.
1: But have them over. Keep good people in your circle, people who you know will lift you up at your lowest.
0: Absolutely.
1: so important. You know, have strong friends.
0: And, like, just to add on, like, don't... I haven't been through it, but it's just like sometimes I feel like you could get into a place that you start questioning, like, what's wrong with yourself? Like, what's wrong with me? You know yeah. what I mean? So a tip for, for me would be, you know, believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and do, you're not going to lose your value because of this. Like, you do not lose value as a woman because you had a miscarriage. Like, you're you're still whole, you know what I mean? You've been yep. through something, but you are still fearfully and wonderfully made. And I ran across a scripture that, it was Exodus 33 and 14, and it said, God was telling Moses that, I will personally go with you, and I will give you rest. So it's just like, every time you're questioning, like, man, I'm... I got to go through this alone. Like, I I don't feel like anyone's here. I feel like, you know, God, you know, God's not here with me. And this scripture was just kind of like a reminder, like from God, like, hey, you done did some stuff. Nah, don't get me wrong. You You done did some stuff I didn't like. But he said, I will personally go with you and I will also give you rest. So that alone should let you know you are not alone in these situations. This podcast should let you know you are not alone in these situations, and we have to acknowledge that we can't we can't do it alone. You know what I mean? Like your therapist wouldn't have said, "Hey, invite your friends." If if she if her advice was to just, brie just do it alone, just go in your room, lock up, just just go through your situation alone. That wasn't her advice. Her advice was bring in your village. All right. Bring in people that's going to love you. Bring them in because you can't do it alone. And besides your friends, your number one person is God. Yeah. So when we surrender ourselves, you know, and let God know, hey, I can't do this alone. You know, I, I need. he's going to say, I will personally go along with you and I will give you rest. Yes. So when he say, I'll give you rest, when your mind is continuously questioning, what what was wrong with me? You know, what if I can't conceive again? What if I, what if I can't find a husband because he don't want, he don't want nobody that can't have no kid. God's like, yeah. I'll give you rest. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you rest in your heart. I'll give you rest in your mind. So with anybody that's listening to this, we're going to thank God in advance for giving you rest, yes, we gonna thank God for giving you rest for every, everything that's troubling your heart, everything that's troubling your mind. You know you can't sleep at night anymore. You you get up throughout the night. We we gonna thank God already for your rest. Yes. So. That I mean we going we gonna go ahead and close out we're gonna go ahead and close out now we getting a let little me, we <laughs>
1: close it, let me say
0: one more thing
1: a lot of times we quote different scriptures and one of the most common scriptures they even have a song but all things are working for our good
0: mm-hmm.
1: all things
0: mm-hmm.
1: that means everything the things that don't feel good the things that don't look good. Yes. Yeah. The things that hurt us. The things that embarrass us. The things that have us feeling our lowest. But he said all things.
0: Oh, not some.
1: That feel good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not
1: just the things that bring us joy, our peace, but all things, y'all. Every heartbreak. Come on. Every disappointment that we have been through in life is working for our good. Come on. Everything. All so things. you are feeling low remember that all things he said all things mm-hmm. are working for our good. So lift your head up. Mm-hmm. The trouble won't last always. It can't rain forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are gonna get through this. If you don't have anybody to lean on, we are here. Yes that's what we were created for this we were created to lift each other up so if you don't have anybody reach out you know we're here to help if you just need a prayer let us know
0: right.
1: we're here right
0: we're here whoo baby they ain't ready for this one <laughs> they ain't ready for this I was in here I'm in here like lord you know, sometimes the Lord be speaking through you, and you'll be like, I, Lord, you didn't make me say that. I don't even remember saying that. I, I just feel this, this is for somebody. This is for somebody, some people. So if this podcast touched you or add value to your life, share it, y'all. Share it, because somebody out there may be, you know, waiting for something from God, a a, a voice, you know, to keep them going, so share it. Or if, if someone came in mind when you were listening to this, send it to them. Yep. That may they may be on the edge. You know what I mean. Send it to them. It that doesn't take anything from you to just send it to them because that may save someone today. So, me and Miss Bree is out. Okay, thank y'all for listening. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I say this Afraid that somebody was touched by this?
0: They will be.